<laughs> What's up, people? Um, and welcome back to another episode of the Ren Pod with me, uh, Morgan, and Braulio, this guy, me. Yeah. 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 Braulio is uh is here. He's back again this week. Um, and we're we're talking. We're gonna finish up our conversation about Justice League. So all of you who are like waiting for that, who are like, oh, when are these guys gonna talk about Justice League? When are they gonna finish it up? We'll, we'll get to you this week, and then we're gonna we're gonna try something fun after we uh after we talk about some hot takes that we have about uh, comic books and comic book films. We're gonna we're gonna get into some uh some possible Disney films that we may or may not remember. <laughs> um yes and we'll see how that turns out <laughs> we're also going to be talking a little, um, bit, a little bit about wrestlemania yeah. and more morgan's uh favorite match honestly i haven't even seen wrestlemania yet this year is that happening <laughs> right now wait seriously that's what's going on i was like i know there's something wait, no, that's happening this weekend this week weekend i think i don't know Okay, yeah, I knew something was happening. I was like, they're doing a two-night special. I was like, is that an NXT thing? What's even happening anymore? <laughs> they moved to Peacock now. They have like a like a deal with them for like a billion dollars in which they sold all rights to their entire back library to Peacock. And I feel like that's such a horrible move because now they're scrubbing through thousands and thousands of hours of entertainment trying to... <laughs> remove stuff that they don't that's no longer um acceptable by tv standards i'm like cancel culture is hit again they're at it again vince mcmahon knows how to make a billion dollars he doesn't know how to make a good wrestling program anymore but he knows how to make a billion (laughs) dollars yeah he's not he should stop working in creative and just focus on expansion like this dude is destined to make this show grow but creativity he's just that's why i don't watch it no more honestly i I, i've stopped watching uh wb i still check in with aew sometimes with like the matches um but like i mainly keep up with like the storyline stuff from aew because it's it's funny they run it like a comedy show and it's funny to me um and i keep up with njpw because they have both like they have good comedy and good storylines and good matches because it's very technical wrestling you know so they're killing it (laughs) I haven't kept up with any of them, man. Like, the the last thing, I usually, like, I still listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. And then whenever they talk about something interesting, then I'll be like, oh, that sounds like something to check out. And uh, that's what I usually do. But as far as watching them, like, actually watching them, is especially WWE, man, Raw is unbearable. Dude, I, 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 the only time I can really handle watching WWE is when I'm at the actual show. Like, that's about it. I can't do it otherwise. Because when you're at the show, it's fun. Because you're like, oh, yeah, rooting. You're in the moment. Yeah, like, you're having a good time. But when you're at home and you're watching this and you're like, oh, my God. <sighs> my goodness. Who's fighting again? <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, it's just... That's why podcasting is life. Because I get to listen to abridged versions and this just makes it better. Yes. You know, it's it's so good. It's great to like just catch up and be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I'll keep up with the uh, the up up down down stuff. I I think I keep up like everything about WWE that's not in ring. Like <laughs> like I'll watch up up down down because they got good gaming content. I'll watch uh like the the Field of Power podcast because the the New Day is funny. 
especially outside of the ring and i was like oh yeah this is enjoyable but i don't watch anything in ring anymore <laughs> i can't handle it don't the only thing that i like watching still from wwe is their documentaries they mm. kill it at the in that department like the the last undertaker one yeah like i got the the free trial of the network just to watch it oh yeah and i listen i'm ashamed to say it but i do watch ms and mrs it's nothing to be ashamed about this is a great personality man he's still my number one character in any of the wrestling games Oof, yeah he, he's like he's my guy that show is just so funny like i'll watch ms and mrs and i'll watch uh back when i don't know if they're doing it anymore i don't think they're doing it anymore but back when it was on the network i was watching a lot of um road trip or whatever what when they put the wrestlers in a car and then they just filmed them on their way to the next show like i watched a lot of that that was really funny yeah, it was. That's one of the better productions that they had. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy, like, just because it's like, we all know Kayfabe is dead. It's been dead since 96. All right. <laughs> What's funny is seeing them outside of the ring. That's the best part about the wrestling at this point is like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. funny as a person. This is enjoyable for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that one, come on, let's never forget the the line that almost killed Roman Reigns' career with dead. Um, sucker, suck a tash. <sighs> god dude <sighs> no and oh. i think this is enough wrestling for one night yes uh i was literally just about to bring up the knights of msg that i went to like last year <laughs> like, last year uh, or, um 2019 god god it's been it's been a year i'm <laughs> about <laughs> to say um i don't think we went anywhere last year oh been inside for so long <laughs> yeah man it's at least things are going back to some level of normalcy now yes yeah no uh 20 yeah 2019 i think um they do with wjv came back to msg um for like the first time in like 20 years 15 years something like that and yeah they they had of course it was like raw and smackdown back to back i was hung over that whole week like i went to raw smackdown and then a concert on wednesday and then a party on thursday that whole week i showed up to work hungover <laughs> i was not having a good time like <laughs> but at smackdown there was like some dude brought a baby and i mean like a legitimate baby this baby was like two years old it was not old enough to even walk like it was very small and he just kept raising this baby over his head and through the whole show if you go back and watch this uh watch this show it's whatever smackdown it was from madison square garden of 2019 if you go back you can hear in the background they kept muting it in the actual production you can just hear everyone chanting let's go baby <laughs> wow as we're all just taking pictures with this baby we're just he's he's running up and down the stairs with this baby he's handing it to random strangers like it's the funniest thing and it's a real baby it's an actual baby it's his baby dude that's just oh man as a parent i would i would hate to do that but as a viewer uh, that sounds hilarious it was so funny. i gotta find this it was so funny these people are putting belts on the baby like the, the baby's holding like three and four straps like we're all taking pictures Dude, that baby has to become a fan by now so he has funny. to be the imagine imagine he he becomes a wrestler and then um when he's doing his documentary about the the going into the the hall of fame and that's one of the clips <laughs> Of the dad running up in the, the MSG. Dude, it was so funny. This dude's literally sitting in front of me. That's what made it 
so funny for me is I'm sitting like two rows behind this guy and he's running up and down and I'm just seeing it happen. And he's running past me and I'm like, no, I'm gonna hold this baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Dude, wrestling shows are fun sometimes. <laughs> they are, man. Am I? My battery just... Oh, wow. Duh. I got the screen recording. Ah, yes. Um, but yeah. Uh, speaking of things that, that people enjoyed at the time, but in the past were bad, or in the present are bad, who knows? Um, Justice League. <laughs> the Snyder Cut. Whew. Finally finished it. Uh, took me all of a week to watch it. Mm. Because it's 95 hours long. Good numbers, honestly. Um, a week? Good numbers. <laughs> <laughs> One week to watch a movie, man. That's that's how long it was. But um, it was enjoyable. I think that the the character that got the most development was definitely Cyborg. Yeah. Followed by Flash. Yeah. And I was never a big Ezra Miller fan mm. at all. Like, his Flash was just way too awkward for me. He's so awkward. Yeah, but this movie, man, it made the the like they removed a lot of the cheesy jokes. Yeah. But his awkwardness kind of made him in, kind of endearing in a way, and I enjoyed it. He he became my my favorite character in this film. Oh yeah, he definitely went from like creepy stalker boy to like just kind of excited fanboy a lot more in this yeah. movie. And it really works out because he's like trying to make friends like because he says he's like, I just I need friends. And he's like trying his hardest. And I'm like, I'm rooting for you, buddy. <laughs> it, it felt like um like a Tom Holland version of The Flash. Yes. Did that make sense? Yeah, it makes 100 percent sense. Like, as, as we said, besides that, like one scene in the beginning with uh with what I what we can only assume is Iris West um yeah i think that was supposed to be iris yeah beyond that like he's a great character in the movie without that one scene like and honestly that scene does nothing for the movie you could have cut it out like it means nothing (laughs) but whatever i think the only thing that it it added was that we got to see what the speed force is from his perspective although not like full speed but like the fact that when he was about to run his shoes burst which was an awesome yes. that was just like an awesome detail yeah and then when he touched the glass how it would expanded before breaking it's really cool that was that was great so yeah man um like now the hot dog scene <sighs> to the pockets that i wasn't a big fan of that it was weird it was just like why are you doing this why exactly like i get it yeah the dogs and the hot dog but it's like it was a weird choice that you made <laughs> yeah Mm. it was more sexual than what i think they meant it to be yes because it was paired with like the whole stroking of iris's hair and then you're like grabbing a hot dog out of the air and it's like it got a little off it was a little off for me yeah like i don't think like on the re on not rewatch but like on the re thought about you kind of gotta analyze it more than you really think that you need to (laughs) just understand what the hell happened yeah but yeah like uh, that was my one, one gripe with that exactly so like you said biggest character development we got from 2017 justice league is uh definitely cyborg number one because he was actually in the movie this time <laughs> last time he's in it for 10 minutes yeah and he's his develop. here's the thing though before i talk a little bit about cyborg i think this movie makes you you have to re-watch this movie or watch this movie in the mindset that you can't try to reference anything from the original Justice League. Movie. Yes. 
because if you try to do that, then you're always going to be in, in a comparison mind, uh, frame of mind, and it's it's going to detract from the enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. If you watch it not trying to compare it to the original, you get to see a lot of... You get to see a new movie altogether, and the development is just great. And now, actually talking about Cyborg, what I think is that made him so great is that you got to see it from... The movie has one main character and it's cyborg for me yeah i think he was the main character of the movie he was he was definitely like the heart and soul he was he was like the pov character we're following along with his journey of becoming yeah. a superhero he's like he was all it almost felt like they were doing like a um like a like an early 2000s comic run of spider-man with him whereas like spider-man was always kind of this like the audience character along with these like intergalactic missions that he would go on with the Avengers or the fantastic four or whatever. Cause he would know like yeah. almost nothing. And then, and then he'd be like, Oh yeah, space. Yeah. <laughs> and it almost felt like that when they were doing cyborg and it was fun. It was like, Oh, this is what we wanted when we signed on for this movie and we didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I I saw some complaints about that the his CGI that it was worse. I, it was weird. I thought it was great. Yeah, like it was it was it, I liked it. It was weird but not bad. Yeah, like I'm one of those people who I do enjoy a like more half human cyborg when I'm reading comics or I do enjoy like the him having still human components, but I did like in the end I was like, okay, I like what they did with him. I like the the new take is kind of like his entire body's kind of wrecked and he and he's got to be remade, you know. <laughs> It's kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of crazy. Um, his dad chopped up parts of his body to then try to see if this alien technology could fix his son. Kind of mad science shit. On <laughs> oh, sorry, the language. Like, my man was on one in that whole movie. I was like, bro, what are you on, dude? <laughs> like, it would have been a long day before I went, you know, I'm going to test this alien box on my kid. I'm gonna test and see if it works. <laughs> yeah, like you know, he he dying already, so why not? So I guess that's the one justification. Is it, honestly, I, I can see why Victor and his dad didn't have a great relationship. Because if my dad did some stuff like that, I'd be like, I'm not talking to you no more. <laughs> you tell me you didn't know if it would work. <laughs> I mean, he made you a cool robot, so you know, you get a pass. Just the just the the chance that you would take that, you know, I'd be like, let me die. <laughs> Don't test stuff on me. <laughs> You know what bothered me in the movie though, Ooh. and especially with Cyborg, this random ability that he got to be able to repair a recorder. Mm, yes, I understand that he's a, he has technology, right? Mm-hmm. And that he can repair things, mm-hmm. technology. But recorders are made a lot with a lot of plastic. Yup. And when you, as if you're repairing technologies, you should be able to like adjust the twist them, but not bring particles of dust. And combine it into a perfect shape of device that you've wrecked. Yep, that's exactly what annoyed me too when I got to the end of that movie, because I was like, he's not a technopath. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have technokinesis. <laughs> Dude, and it was like he went, he did the. Um, you remember the the Batman and Robin? Yes. Movie with a horrible time reversal of Robin. <laughs> it's so bad. That's what I feel like I watched there. It was so like I could understand if you're like, okay, we can explain a way through like maybe he emits a, a magnetic field or something, and he like magneted it all back together maybe. But but like then 
that would like ruin the recording because you just ran a magnet over it. <laughs> or if anything, say that he's using his um, mother box technology, like a beam from his eye, and then he's reading the message or it comes to life. Yes. Like that'll be more in line than it magically. It, it felt like. I feel like I was Thanos unsnapped. It felt like, it felt like. You know what it felt like to me when I watched it? It felt like uh, you seen Sky High. Uh, is that the one with the dog that plays soccer? Um, no, no, that's Airbud. Sky High is oh. uh, I think that's like Airbud three, if I if I'm correct. I don't know. Somebody will tweet at me. Uh, but Sky High is like the early two thousands Disney superhero film about a high school where everybody's the kid of a superhero, and they all have powers. And Mary, Liz- I've I've seen I vaguely seen this. Okay, okay, yeah. So in that movie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in it. And she plays like essentially like a Disney version of Stormfront where she's like 100 years old or something like that. And she's in the body of a teenager and she has the power to like she has like techno uh, technokinesis or whatever. And in one of the scenes, she like builds a gun just by waving her hand. And it felt exactly like that when I watched it. I was like, what is this? Wait, 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 wait. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I've seen this. She just waves her hand and a gun is made. Do that. I remember I was so bothered by that too. It's, but I don't know, man. This, that scene, it took me out of the movie. It, it messed me that up. That one clip. It messed me up the whole, like the end of that epilogue. I was like, and I've seen this movie three times. I, this has been burned into my brain. You're a madman, by the way. You can't, how you seen this? nine hour movie 23 times three times in a row i watched it three times in a row <laughs> you did not sleep that day did you? i didn't it was so much you're you're a madman morgan Dude, I, will, I will not do that i spent about three hours thinking about that epilogue with the joker like and just being angry <laughs> the, by the way the epilogue itself was the length of a movie i felt oh my god yes it was so long. It was like an hour long. I was like, you could have cut like 90% of this. <laughs> yes. Um, but the Joker. Yeah. So why didn't you like the Joker part? Because we I don't think we got to discuss this part. <laughs> so, okay. So beyond the whole like, okay. So in the comics, it's always been like an undertone that the Joker and Batman may or may not have like feelings for each other and they kind of talk about it in the lego batman movie of all things where they like in they hint it that the joker may have feelings for batman um but in this movie it they just come out and they're just like who's gonna give you a reach around bruce pardon my french <laughs> and i was like huh it <laughs> took me off guard i was like what <laughs> wait wait hold on i'm confused i'm not Walk me through this again, because I'm so confused right now. So there was a sexual undertone to them? Always. Where? It's always been like a really weird thing about the Joker, where he's always like trying to... They, they mentioned in food, I think it's like Grant Morris runs, um, or it's the Bruce Tim runs. There's a couple of runs where they like mention how the Joker is like doing all of this to to really just get Batman's attention. They insinuate that he's supposed that he might be in love with him. It's a whole it's a whole thing. He's like, I'm obsessed with you, you know, like it's weird. And it's and in the Lego Batman movie, they have this whole conversation where where they're essentially arguing as if they're a couple where the Joker is like, oh, I'm your like, I'm your villain. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm seeing quite a few villains. And he's like, what what do you mean? He's like, I'm not your main. Vi- you're seeing other villains. I'm not seeing other heroes. What What is this? Right. And it's 
And then in this movie, they just went for it. And I was like, this a little, it's a little on the nose. It's a little weird. <laughs> I did not see that, man. At all. Like, I didn't get that vibe. It's like, it's weird. It's a weird vibe that like some writers put in, but most writers who like understand the characters don't put in. And it's like, that's kind of where I sit on. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, they shouldn't, there should be no understanding that Joker even has any feelings for Batman besides. Yeah, that sounds like pa- pandering to the LGBTQ community. Is that, and it was before any of this. That's what the weird thing was. Like, some of these runs were like 1998 or something. Like, it was, it was weird. And it felt off. And people who, like, understood the characters were like, we're not going to write that in. That's odd <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah because even this movie although the, what i understood from it i didn't get anything romantic what i got it was two dudes that hate each other but know that they have to keep each other because of you know their their rivalry and their all their struggles and stuff and that's what i got especially when he was talking about you know how i killed robin and then batman's talking about oh, yeah i killed harley mm-hmm. So that was, it was good, but the honestly, it felt out of place. It did. And it felt out of place for this universe. You know, that's what really yes. got to me. It was because like this Batman, we know he will kill somebody. We know he will. And with what they're doing with Harley now, it would have made more sense if Harley was in the nightmare universe anyway, because like there's no way he would have left Joker alive. There's like there's a way Harley would have left him alive to a certain point. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't want to sound hypocritical, but earlier I mentioned that you shouldn't think about the original Justice League movie when thinking about this movie, right? Yeah. But then when you look at the Joker, this Joker that um, what's his name? Uh, that Jared Leto's playing that one, <laughs> right? It's already been established to be a different character in the other movies, not just the the cameo that he had in um, Batman v Superman, yep. but also in Suicide Squad. He was established as this guy that has tattoos, that's kind of more out there on the punk rockish kind of jokery vibes or whatever. And when they showed this one now, it's like as you're trying to. Stay true to the other Joker that we know was the one that killed Robin because he wrote it on the yeah on the suit, right? Yeah. But then you're trying to bring in this new take on it. So it's like you're trying to combine two legacies into one. And that felt so out of place, especially the fact that you could tell that, that Ben Affleck and, he, and Jared Leto were not filming together. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of made it worse. Just in a room somewhere. <laughs> nowhere near each other. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <sighs> so, it, it got so, to me. It just it got to me when I was watching that. And then the whole Martian Manhunter thing. I was like, no, don't put him in this movie. Get rid of him. <laughs> I like the fact that he introduced himself, but I feel like they could have done that when he introduced himself to um to Baffleck. Yes. But the whole Martha thing, oh. I get what they were trying to do. Like, keep, make sure that Lois is inspired, whatever. It just, it made but no just sense. Have, <laughs> but just have the actual Martha do that. Exactly. Why do we need the Martian? That's like the worst introduction to Martian Manhunter. Is it? And like, I've heard. Are you telling me? I've read what people have said. People said it, it was supposed to be Green Lantern, but the studio said no. But if the studio said no to Green Lantern, just don't put anyone in. Just 
leave every leave it out <laughs> you don't even need that to be anybody just have it be martha why does it have to be somebody else yeah like- if you want to keep that scene just keep it in there because it's not like the martian manhunter said anything that martha herself wouldn't have said exactly so it's not like he was i don't know it was it was a stupid it was it was odd it was out of place it, it felt weird especially at the ending because like this martian manhunter is canon in man of steel so you've been here like three movies my guy and you just now thought hey maybe i have a stake in this world but like everybody's out there getting their faces punched in and fighting parademons and you would know where to be found and now you want to show up and be like hey can i be part of the team no get out <laughs> what are you doing here Wait, he was a Man of Steel? Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the general. They, like, retconned it to where he's the general the entire time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like... he's a he, The guy's a good actor, though. He is. So, But it's like, you've been here this whole time, and now you're just now being like, hey, maybe I should do something. You're meddling in people's lives. You're showing up to people's wives' houses and being like, you gotta get back out there, but you didn't want to show up to the fight? <laughs> and... And that makes you think too. Like, why would he think that Lois needs motivation? What was the implication? It, it made like, no sense. No, it just have. If you want to keep Martian Grant, the Martian Manhunter, just have the scene at the end where he introduces himself to Bruce. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he Bruce is gonna be like, um, bro. So why didn't you help us out? <laughs> and whatever, just take off the Martha Martha part. Exactly. It made no sense. That threw me off. It took like all the emotional depth out of that scene for me. Because I was like looking at it, I was like, oh, this is a beautiful thing of her telling her daughter-in-law to like move on. Like because the Superman Lois relationship is beautiful in the fact that they are kind of they're they're like as close to like soulmates as comic books get really because it's this regular human woman and this dude who's pretty much just ultra powerful he's the most powerful thing in the universe and they love each other more than they love anything in the world and neither of them can really live without the other one because if lois dies superman just goes crazy or just lives like a hermit forever in kansas the kingdom come storyline uh and then if superman mm-hmm. dies lois like mourns him forever unless it's bruce tim in which case you know it's uh her and bruce thing but <laughs> usually she mourns him forever and she never moves on and she becomes an old lady and dies alone and it's it's it, so i do like the thing of like martha being like well you gotta live you have to move on with your life not necessarily romantically because i didn't get that vibe from that conversation that she was being like hey find yourself a new man <laughs> but it it, it felt mm. like being like hey you're not showing up to work you're not living he wouldn't want that like live to remember him not like die in this apartment like you know go get out there get back to writing uncover the truth do good and that's how you can remember clark and then it turns out to be martian manhunter and the whole emotional climax gets thrown out the window (laughs) yeah because it's like so wait so martha doesn't really feel about this way about lois that she will think about doing that herself exactly i was like what (laughs) you know also kind of i didn't like that i feel like if they could have chopped out of the movie and then would have made it a shorter b better um there were too many scenes of Lois being depressed. Oh, yes. Like they established the first scene of her bringing, going to the, to the memorial site, bringing the coffee to the guard. That was sweet. That was nice. Mm-hmm. But then they, sh- they had a, that was scene one. Scene two was they show Lois all depressed, all mopey. Okay. Whatever. So we established that. Scene three, 
Lois more mopey, more sad, yep. more depressed. Now it doesn't want to work. Okay, scene four. Oh, it's more depressed, more sad. Not wanting to go to the memorial now. Scene six. Lois now talking to Martha slash Martian Manhunter. And it's like... You could have done the first scene that she goes to the memorial site, gives the coffee to the guy, right? Yeah. Then have a, if you want, have a scene that she's still depressed, mopey, whatever. And then jump into the other scene. There were too many scenes of that that led to, we already know that Superman is coming, not because of the previous film that we're ignoring, but because the story calls for it. We know that Superman is going to come, but we don't need to keep bringing, putting such an emphasis on this woman's plight for, for help. Especially when it doesn't really lead to anything. Like, I could see yes. if Lois had, like, a bigger role to play. But she's just there to have Clark not kill everybody. Like, that's it. She's the MacGuffin of the moment so that Superman doesn't mm-hmm. just wipe the whole team before the fight. Because <laughs> he was, like, about to wash all of them. <laughs> yep. But- and that brings me to the essential Superman problem, man. He's just... OP, Otoa this universe. It was nice, though. I was laughing that whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is what Batman v Superman should have been. Like, this was the call to, like, all those people who were like, yeah, Batman's, like, Batman could be Superman any day of the week. It's like, no, he's not trying. Like, he's really not trying. Because at any moment, he could kill this man. Like, kryptonite or not. Like, he could kill him. <laughs> if anybody does wants to see a Superman off-hinge, look up, um... Superman versus Darkseid on YouTube, the animated clip from the Superman show. Yes. Superman gives the cardboard speech. Yes. If you have if you don't know what the cardboard speech is, is the most amazing speech in animated history where Superman talks about the planet feeling like a box of cardboard to him. Exactly. Watch that. Wow. Is that, this is a guy that can literally pull the earth. Like he can just move it if he wants like it's not that big a deal to him like so the entire idea of it being like oh this one man it's like no he's not trying to hurt you like that's the thing he let you win (laughs) like (laughs) yeah because in these universes they have established that batman plus prep time equals god which is that's what it is in the comics but it's not the same batman from the comics exactly you know so it's like and that the most interesting Superman, because like you said, he is OP, like even in the comics, Superman's OP. The most interesting, like problems with Superman isn't physical. Like the most interesting problems with Batman is like, oh, he has to overcome this villain. He has to overcome some physical boundary that human beings can't overcome. He has to think better, be smarter, be stronger, be all of this stuff. Like the most interesting parts of Superman and the most like intriguing things with Superman is him trying to be human. Like, it's the complete opposite of Batman, like, because he is strong. He is fat. He can think at the speed of light. Like, he the most interesting thing is when Superman is just trying to be as human as possible. He's like, I don't use my powers. I'm just a regular guy. And then you're like, I know you're going to use those powers. But he's like struggling. <laughs> Dude, have you seen the new Superman and Lois show on the CW? I've been meaning to check it out. I've been hearing some good things. Dude. <laughs> I, I'm not the, I'm not a big Superman person. I've said this times before. Yo, when I tell you that this is the best Superman I have ever seen, ever, dude, those stories that they're telling with this guy, the way that they're, 
they're showing how his struggles to you know to ha- to have a family to be superman and trying to be there for his family and it's it's like a different kind of struggle that we haven't really seen on on screen for superman and it feels like hbo production it has it has very little cw in it oh nice that's uh, th- that's what really was scaring me was the fact that it was a cw production and i was like no bro that you could tell that now that they're trying to be more um Warner Brothers is trying to bring the you know the whole connection, trying to compete with Marvel and the whole connection between the shows and the TV. This is HBO quality, man. Oof. Okay, yeah, I gotta watch it. And the story is, think of the Death of Superman animated movie mm-hmm. in terms of how good that that movie is. Okay, that's how good this show is. Okay, yeah, that's all right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, like like I said, it's like the most. That's the most fun that you can have with Superman. Is the fact that he's he's all powerful. Like there's nothing, there's no actual thing that you can throw at him to be like, oh, he'll lose. Like no, <laughs> like you gotta you, know what, you gotta have him be a dad and be like, oh, get some milk. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Superman is the perfect analogy for that song. That what if God was one of us? Yes, you know that because that's what he is. He's basically. Oh God, compared to us. Exactly. You can't touch this, man. Exactly. Like, you know, like, what are you going to do? Throw Darkseid at him again? Or, like, Doomsday again? Like, what? He came back to life. It's whatever. Nobody cares. Like, just have him trying to yeah. get some milk and so, and get to a school recital on time while still stopping, like, every crime on his way. Like, that's funny to me. <laughs> and mind you, this is still not the strongest version of Superman because this is completely uh, retcon, oh. depowered underpowered that's that good superman if you want Mm. if you want to talk about a powerful superman you got to look at the original pre-crisis superman so the silver age superman superboy prime and superman prime one million yes completely unstoppable and then if you want to go and then if you want to go completely bonkers look at cosmic armor superman is it mr holding the book of infinity in his hands (laughs) and just unstoppable (sighs) Dude, he has any plot. He's the plot device. That's what he's called, the yeah, plot device. He really was. Because <laughs> he's a MacGuffin onto himself. He's a, a sentient MacGuffin. Exactly. Which, like, I appreciate present writers now, like, really attempting to do new stuff with Superman and really trying to give him, like, agency and make him less of a MacGuffin because he is, he's, he could clean up all crime realistically like we all know he could like he could do it he just doesn't and i like that they're trying to give a reason as to why you know who he cleaned up steppenwolf in the justice League he movie. cleaned steppenwolf out steppenwolf third most character development of the movie honestly <sighs> all right so here's my problem with steppenwolf those Skype calls. 50,000 worlds, Braulio? 50,000 worlds? I would have gave up. <laughs> I'm never paying that I back. Mean, have you seen how big space is? doesn't sound that much. Well, I'd have been like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm paying this back. I don't know, man. My nephew gonna rub my pockets like that? No, thank you. <laughs> you know what's wild, though? Um, Stephen Wolf's CGI was much better. It was so at least good. to me. It looked so good. That that armor, man. Mm. Like just slapped so hard. Dude, like it, it gets a, uh, they get the Skype calls were weird. 
and I did want to see more of like Desaad or and stuff like that. But I really wanted to see Granny Goodness, and we didn't get like any of her. And she didn't even say a word. Exactly. And I was like, but come on. And I looked at her in the background. I was like, Granny Goodness looking bad out here. Okay. All right. <laughs> she didn't say a word. And I was like, oh. I remember how Granny Goodness used to be so dope in the animated show. Yes. And I'm I'm so sick and tired of people that I know saying that I'm weird for thinking Granny Goodness is hot. I mean, that's pretty weird. Bro. It's not weird. It's not, it's not weird. Look, do you see her in the Justice League? <laughs> yes. I was like, I. Looks <laughs> like a. You know, she looks like she looks. Um, did you just watch South Park? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that episode that grandma, grandma, that Butter's grandma, she's bullying him and she comes to visit? <sighs> and you remember? Listen, I wouldn't say she's that bad. Like, granny goodness is like muscular, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. She's stocky, you know? <laughs> that's well, that's way, way outside of my like, taste buds right there. She was looking like an Amazon to me when I was like, when I saw her in that last shot, you know, she didn't look like cartoon granny goodness she looked like like a granny she looked like hollywood granny goodness you know you know how like hollywood is hollywood is like we're gonna do this but we're gonna make them as hot as possible <laughs> so like my um was was uh peter parker's aunt may yeah aunt know, may with marissa to me yep <laughs> which like come on like we all remember andrew garfield's aunt may like aunt may has gotten younger over these last few tri- like movies I don't think I've seen that one. Let me see. Like, Tobey Maguire's Aunt May was, like, old as dirt. And then Andrew Garfield's Aunt May was, like, slightly younger. She was, like, in her 60s, maybe her late 50s, early 60s or something. And now we got Marissa Tomei Aunt May rocking around at 35. <laughs> oh, I know who this lady is. Mm-hmm. She was in that movie with a show. Yes. She was in something. I don't know. You know, it's like... I. Oh, maybe been getting young. She'd be getting real young. <laughs> yeah. Next franchise, Aunt May, 22 year old. I'm about to get about to get married to um to Uncle Ben. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uncle Ben somehow dies. <laughs> Has to happen. <laughs> then we just got 22 year old Aunt May running around here looking good. Aunt May is uh Peggy Carter confirmed. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, you know what? Also, I didn't like from the movie, yeah. the the Wonder Woman music. Oh my God! Yes. Oh, he overdid it. Now that you've seen the whole movie, you see what I mean with what people on TikTok are saying. <laughs> yes, it's like she walks <gasps> every time oh she's on God. screen. Just the mute. I'm like, why? Why did you need to do this? We get it. It's Wonder Woman. <laughs> And then um, it made the TikToks so much funnier because it's like Wonder Woman about to pee. What? <laughs> Wonder Woman about to brush her teeth. What? Like, oh my God. It's like there's no way that Gal Gadot, since she turned like 20 years old, has been able to be in a room without everyone knowing that she's there. There was zero. What You didn't need that music. We all can see that she's here. Everyone's eyes are locked onto her. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Like, no, 
it's a lot, you know. Although I did like, I did like the little, uh, the little teasers for, um, for Wonderbat in there. That's always been a very funny relationship to me since like Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I remember. Oh, good times. Yeah, that was always a fun little relationship. You know, parallels that Superman Lois relationship pretty well. I never understood people who were like big Superman Wonder Woman people. I didn't. I never understood that. It was weird to me. <laughs> I can see it though. Very powerful creep beings. She looks more like to, she'll be able to withstand the, the wrath. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like just. But, you know. <laughs> she didn't get um a lot of development in this movie. She got the extended scene of her finding out about Darkseid. Um, but. Her character didn't get much growth, though. It really didn't. It, or expansion. Yeah, like, she really didn't. They were really... Uh, it, uh, like, now that you've seen the whole movie, I'm sure you probably noticed a couple of, like, inconsistencies with, like, the universe from where they, like, from where they clearly kind of retcon stuff in the Wonder Woman movie and the Aquaman movie. They, like, they changed little things. But then I, when I was watching this, I was like, I kind of... It's kind of world-breaking right now. <laughs> so, here's the thing with the DC timeline, right? A lot of these movies, they were in development before the Justice League movie was in development. Yeah. The original one, the one with um Snyder before Whedon came in, before the Snyder cut. So they were connected to that movie. Yeah. So it's like, then the, the Whedon movie came out and they those movies somehow got connected to those yeah. or they were trying to reference from one another. But then the Snyder Cut came out and it's kind of changing the timeline not even from the original but from the second one in some parts but then it's trying to change stuff from the from the first first version of the movie before the Whedon version which is now oh my god never, if you try to do the DC timeline you go crazy I've never seen a movie made three times in a row you know <laughs> like, yeah three versions of one movie like why what were you doing what <laughs> And it's so here's the thing the movie was good, but like the numbers keep showing that it's not as popular as people are making it out to be, right? Yeah, because I don't know if you saw the last um report by Forbes that only 36% of the people that started the movie finished the movie. Yeah, it's 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 a long movie. I mean, honestly, yeah i mean look it took me a week to watch it and i'm a nerd yeah like i understand it's a long movie i think i think a lot of people who were watching it were like you know like popcorn superhero fans you know they're like oh it's a justice league film i you know my mom for a hot second didn't know that it wasn't a marvel movie and explained that for a second she was like where's iron man i was like that's it's wrong it's just wrong on so many levels i don't know i had to pause the movie i paused the movie and just to explain to her, I was like, I was like, we can't even go past this. <laughs> it's crazy, man, to think that there's people that are coming in new as new fans, not even because of age, just because of they've never been into these type of movies. What makes and me laugh and cringe is like she's seen all of these movies, all of them. <laughs> Listen, some people just watch the movies and not connecting it to the other movies, man. Like. My mom is the same way. Is is she's seen even DC animated movies? Like she's seen, she's been deep, and she still just doesn't. Just nothing. <laughs> There's just comic book movies. You know, it's it's insanity. 
Yeah. Um. Who? Uh, what else? Uh. Yeah. Overall, I I enjoyed the movie, man. It was it was definitely good. I would rewatch at some later point, maybe. Trying to schedule, you know, like a month of movie time so I could watch it. Well, I might watch it one time. Oh, yeah. one more time. Oh yeah, I think I think it has potential to kind of be Blade Runner esque or like Labyrinth esque. Where like over time, I think the longer this goes. And the more they reboot the franchise and all the type of stuff, I think it'll kind of last around because it is it is a very good movie on top of being a good superhero movie. Like it tells a complete story in and of itself. You don't really need to watch anything else in order to understand what's going on or to enjoy it. So I think like 20 years from now, we'll be hearing about like the kids loving it, like like kids now love the prequels, even though we all hated them. You know, like 20 years from now, kids are gonna be like, have you guys seen this Justice League film from 2021? It's the greatest movie I've ever seen. And we're all gonna be like, what? <laughs> it was four hours long. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Like, I sometimes wonder that, like, kids that that saw um the Star Wars movie back when they first were released, they grew up and then new kids came in and us and we watched those older movies and we became just as big as fans of as the people that saw them originally i wonder yeah. if we're, there's gonna be this same kind of movement to like let's say to the first iron man movie that they're gonna watch these movies and be like oh man phase one of the marvel movies was you know from 20 40 years ago it was the greatest thing i think and look where we are now they're still going i think that comes from like the breaks that you know like very few things kind of have that like rebound factor i think is like kind of what it is you know like it's like there's like two franchises i can think of that do this constantly it's star wars and jurassic park where they like they'll star wars especially they're like the masters of it they kind of started this whole like reboot every 20 years nonsense and star wars has always been it's always been like a kid's movie it's always been for whatever generation of kids is around at the time they're like oh 20 years later has happened and it was us and they were like here's the prequels and we turned out to kind of hate the prequels but love the originals you know and then 20 years later the sequel trilogy happened and that was a train wreck but kids were like ah porgs or something i don't, I don't know what happened in those movies and we hated the the sequels but kids now love the prequels it was weird and then Jurassic Park like does the same thing where they did like the first three. Those were bad. Then they had like a TV show or something. And that was for us kind of because the first three movies were kind of for us, too. That was our time. And then Jurassic World happened. And now like new kids are like, it's amazing. And we're like, these are bad. <laughs> so I think if Marvel like crashes and then 20 years later comes back. Exact same thing. Exact same thing will happen. <laughs> I wonder if they'll crash or they'll just keep going because they have so many characters that they could tell so many different stories. But you did bring up something that kind of makes me question now things. So the the what are the prequels? What Which ones are considered? Um, so one, two, and three. So Star Wars episode one, two, and three. So Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, and, um, and then uh, Revenge of the Sith. Those three. So that's the early 2000 ones. Yeah. So those are prequels. And then four, five, and six are the ones that were released in the 80s. Yeah, right? so original trilogy, yeah. 
So those are the middle. Yep. And then the sequel is the where it fell apart. Yes, so seven, eight, nine. But why do people not like the prequels? Like I'm a big fan of 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 Anakin. Okay, 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 okay. We can we can horrible look, actor. We can, we can at the time horrible look horrible actor at the time. <laughs> but his character was memorable. And when you want to think about a favorite character, it's not somebody that's the best actor, but somebody that's memorable. Okay. So who was the most memorable character? from that film to me was Anakin definitely definitely I was um like I think people disliked the prequels because of how different it was from the original trilogy you know like it was very like the CGI of course isn't great but the CGI in this in the original trilogy isn't great either because it was made in the 80s like but it was overdone with the CGI it was kind of like everything felt floaty you know and at least in the original trilogy things felt real to a degree because they had the you know the the puppets and whatever animatronics yeah like you, you had the practical effects going on and in the prequels it was all cg like everything was just cg so some stuff fell flat and certain like the fight sequences felt just floaty and jumpy all over the place you know so and then jar jar binks was of course like a big negative for most people that like threw most people out of <laughs> they were like <sighs> You know, um, but I mean, I as I've rewatched them and especially after seeing the sequel trilogy, I've come around a little bit on the prequels, just a tiny bit. I can watch two and three. I can watch it, especially three, because it's hilarious to me. It's one of the funniest movies <laughs> without trying to be funny. Hmm. But like that first one and I grew up watching that first one constantly. I remember when that first one came out and the fight sequences in that are cool between uh, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul. So cool. It's one of the best fight sequences Star Wars has ever had. But the story around it makes almost no sense. <laughs> the midichlorians thing, that threw people off. Like, a lot of stuff about that, like, entire, like, trilogy just kind of... The trade negotiations went on for too long. Why are we doing politics? <laughs> Your internet is roboticy. Oh god, uh, it, it's it's fighting all over the place. Who even knows what's happening? Uh, the the trade negotiations and and everything kind of just it threw everybody out. You know the whole fighting droids. For some, like it was the part of the intrigue of the original trilogy was like they're fighting people. You know, like at the end of the day, you are still fighting people. It's not just like a faceless enemy. And then the prequels, they were like robots. Kill as many as you want, robots, man. <laughs> But the thing with the prequels from what I've seen is that, and I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Like, I watched them with them on some of the most of them. And I enjoy them, right? Yeah. But I feel like the the or the original trilogy, or the, what, what do we call it? The, the, the middle trilogy? Yeah, it's the original. They just call it the original, usually. Okay, so the original trilogy, right? It was very cheesy. It was. It had a lot of cheesy parts. The prequel trilogy it felt more adult like they were trying to go for that kind of demographic for the the i don't want to say preteens but like the teens to like the 16 to 34 demographics you know? yeah that's what it felt like and as somebody that i enjoy those type of more 
grown-up cheesy movies it felt better yeah I, mean, I understand that like what threw me off especially as an adult watching phantom menace specifically this is why i say i can watch two and three two and three is exactly what you're saying right like it's it's much it's kind of more adult it does focus on like political intrigue and and all these like kind of it's kind of a like a what is it the the same genre as um thriller it's like a thriller almost there's like a spy thriller at times and and all these types of things there's a bit of a horror movie sometimes like it's it's very adult but episode one and i think that's what really like threw people out the window is like it was focused on this kid (laughs) it's focused on this freaking kid And and it just feels so childlike it just felt so weird it felt like he was going for the kid vote and then with two and three it felt like he was kind of being like oh people didn't like that all right let's go let's focus on the adults who kind of grew up with it you know but that first one with the pod racing scene the pod racing is cool but it just feels weird sometimes like everything feels off about it Like they're trying to target so many different demographics. Yeah, like that's what it was. Like the original, they were cheesy, but they were kind of comedies. You know, they were kind of meant to, they were just these big space opera comedies, you know? Yeah. And then, um, um, oh, oh, damn, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Did it have to do with the sequel trilogy? No, oh my god. What was it? what is it I wanted to say? It was like a valid point about to something about something. I don't remember. I really don't remember. Skywalker saga. They yeah, they're very they're very um space opera comedies in the in the like way of, of filming and kind of just even the line delivery, everything. It's just it's meant to be fun and funny. And then the sequels are just like uh, I remember now. Perfect. I remember. Okay. So with the shows that are coming to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. like the Obi Wan show, the the Rebels Republic, and then about two other characters that were spinoffs from from Mandalorian, Double right? That, yeah. Um, with the Disney Plus shows mm-hmm. and shows like um the Obi Wan, the Republic, the New Republic, or the one with the two spinoffs from Mandalorian, yeah. right? Do you, as a fan of Star Wars, fear or doubt that the new the new spears uh and um how can i put this what i'm trying to say is do you have any reservations towards what could happen in terms of these shows because of the direction that the disney that disney has been taking star wars especially now that they're saying that shows like obi-wan are going to be connected to the original saga and stuff like that see that's that's an amazing question okay so i definitely do have a lot of reservations because of exactly what you said Right, because the since the sequel trilogy, since like episode eight, I have been terrified of what Disney is doing with Star Wars. I'm like, I'm seeing it. Episode seven was, it was a rehashing of episode four. We all knew it, but it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. But then episode eight happened, and it was like, oh, y'all don't know what y'all doing here. Y'all bought a four billion dollar property, and you just throwing things at the wall, huh? That's that's what we're doing today. <laughs> Then episode nine happened and he was in, it was even worse. It was just, uh, I, I don't know what, what anybody was doing in that movie. I don't know what the job was. Did they just go, hey, can we get like a group of monkeys and like an elephant and then tell them to write a script? Can we do that? And then we'll get someone to film it. Like it was bad. <laughs> and now, and Mandalorian was like a saving grace 
of Star Wars. Like it kind of it saved it. It revitalized. Yes. It. Um, wow. Revitalized. It revitalized it from almost death for like most people, myself included. I was like ready to write Star Wars off. I was ready to be like, oh man, it's all over. <laughs> the fandom's gone. <laughs> You know, and then Mandalorian happened and I was like, okay, all right, we we're back. We could do something, you know, maybe they'll make some new books. Maybe we'll get something good. Who knows? You know, and then they were like, we're doing both that. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't know if I trust you yet. I'm a little bit scared. And then they were like, Obi-Wan. And I was like, still a little bit scared <laughs> because if you're not going to do clone wars obi-wan or if you're going to do like i feel like disney's going to disneyfy it in a way like i respect what they're doing with falcon winter soldier and how adult they're making that show but i don't know if they're going to be willing to do it and like go there for obi-wan or boba fett like go where they need to go for it because they've like already made the books non-canon they've already done all this stuff to kind of like clean it up in a way to be like oh this is family friendly <laughs> you know <laughs> so i'm terrified of what that's gonna happen when they release those shows <laughs> but i thought that one of the reasons that they're trying they were trying to Say that the books and stuff was non-canon is because the 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 rights belong to another publisher, but now that um that Disney got the rights to Star Wars Lucas Lucas Films publishing, now they're trying to incorporate a lot of the the new materials like the because you know that the Star Wars comics now they're under the Marvel umbrella. Yes. So the, aren't those partially canon as well? So no? so when when I when I say like the books aren't canon, like Star Wars for a really long time george lucas you know george lucas was like in charge and he didn't really care too much which i think helped to get star wars to where it is where he would just let anybody write a book he was like oh you got a book idea for star wars whatever write it and then maybe i'll buy it and so there were just a lot of books about just random characters in the star wars canon and it kind of help to build out the world in a way to where like this universe that was focused on just luke skywalker and just these like six people now had like planets that no one was ever like talked about in movies but there's a whole book series about them and all these extra characters that we never hear about except for in these books which i think is where admiral thrawn comes from who i think is supposed to be in the ahsoka tv show as the main villain i think he comes from like a book written in like 90s 94 95 somewhere around there but he was never spoken about in the movies. <laughs> like they never say his name. But then Disney got the got the the rights to Star Wars. And they they kind of just like they made them like Legends canon. Where they were like, it's not canon to the main storyline, but it's like, you know, it's around, I guess, you know, like it exists. But now they're like, well, people still really like these books and they're not letting go of it. So now they're just like picking and choosing stuff like they're picking the Boba Fett stuff and they're being like, all right, we'll add that to the canon now because we want Boba Fett to have a show because like Boba Fett was like, you know, he's killed off pretty quickly in episode six. <laughs> he just he gets eaten and he's dead. Yeah, he was there for like five <laughs> for like five minutes. So that's why I was so surprised that. He has such a large following. Yeah, he's like eating real quick, but he, he has such a big following because of a book that was written. Like he had a book series and it was like an actual like novel. Like Star Wars has a lot of novels that are like way beyond comic books. And like they're very they're intriguing. They're interesting. It's insane how like cool these books are. Like they're all sorts of genres. They're all sorts of things like it's so cool. 
and like Boba Fett had one where it like explains how he's like actually a really competent bounty hunter, how he's like defeated like countless Jedi, and, and then you're like, but this dude got eaten by a sarlacc in like five minutes. Yeah, so I mean that's cool, and I guess that's one of the reasons that that Disney was trying to get the the rights to a lot of these characters or a lot of these books. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that this is all over the place in terms of publishing. It is. It, a lot of it was. Um, and then Lucas, of course, he tr- he tried to get like Lucasfilm Publishing and all this type of, like Lucas Books or whatever it's called, um, to kind of get all of them under the same banner. But you can't, you know, you can't get everything, you know. But now they're trying to make the games canon, but it's like the games are bad, so nobody wants them to be canon, except for uh, Fallen Order. Is that the last one? I don't know. Like the- but then. The the cartoon is also canon to the yes. movies. Yes. The Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, Clone Wars. Oh, Clone yeah. Wars. Clone Wars. So there's two Clone Wars. There's Clone Wars movie, and then there's Clone Wars show. Clone Wars movie is bad. <laughs> like, the first season of Clone Wars show is like, it's okay. Like, it's not amazing. It's all right. <laughs> but that's canon. It is, yeah. It gets good, though. Seven seasons, it gets good. But that means in order to understand the the whole mythos and universe, you have to watch all the films plus the that. I mean, you really don't even need to see Clone Wars unless you really like. If you like Anakin, like which you like Anakin, you might enjoy Clone Wars. Like it's it's about him, like it's his story, mm. and it kind of goes into depth in between those times where you're like, well, how does he really become Darth Vader? Cause it like it seems a little weird that he just goes from like a good guy one day to being like I'm gonna murder these kids today. Like it seems a little weird. But that show is like seven seasons of being like, okay, this is how he got there. This is where he went from like being the greatest good guy in the galaxy to being like, yo, I'm about to stab all these kids right now. <laughs> you just brought up a good point, and this is my my biggest gripe with Star Wars. So I'm a I'm a huge fan of Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. I love the guy. I think he's one of the best characters in film history. He's good. He's good. To me, he's up there. Yeah. He's up there, right? In the prequel, mm-hmm. right? He's a competent fighter. He moves like butter. He's a he's a Jedi Shawn Michaels. Almost, yeah. In terms of got that hair, grace, got that hair right? too. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, man, he he got he has grace. Yeah. He has swag, style. He moves. Yeah, fights. Oh yeah. Okay. He was looking cool. To, to those listening, I did a kind of sore foot. Sore. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, I thought the recording stopped because my iPad is at ten percent now. Oh gosh. So I might have to drop off. Oh gosh. <laughs> um. All right. So for those of you listening, I kind of did a little zigzag there, and you know, yeah. you know, trying to get the the picture in there. Um. Right? So, you got my picture, right? He's swift. Oh, yeah. He's the young Shawn Michaels. When he becomes Darth Vader, in those films, he's slow walking, <laughs> slow moving, the sword fighting is yeah. dull. Like, I get it. It's different types of film and different shooting and choreography. I get that. Yeah. But it's hard to believe that a man that moves so swiftly became so big show exactly and it's like no so big great Kali. they try they kind of explain it in like some of the books where they're like okay 
his legs are cut off so he doesn't have like his legs are gone and his and one of his arms are gone his lungs are ruined from like the lava and the fire when obi-wan just like left him there obi-wan was like dude i'm gonna leave you to burn to death i don't even care i'm out of here obi-wan is mad disrespectful and i respect that you know <laughs> and like so they're like okay his lungs are ruined his legs are gone so he's got robot legs he's got a robot arm like everything about him is completely different now like he's he's ruined like he can't even survive without the suit so that's kind of like how they explain why he's like kind of this big lumbering guy after that but then you like you play the games which are canon now and you read the comics and he's just regular anakin in the suit and he's still like he's he's a little bit slower but he's just more powerful just like throwing stuff around doing what he has to do but he's still pretty fast so it, it like they're trying to blend the two a little bit to make it a bit of a closer transit because it is 20 years later i'll give them that it's 20 years later you get a little slow when you get a little old you know you know like eh, you were 20 now you're 40 depends, if you're, <laughs> i don't know man not if you're uh samurai samurai they get better with age yeah you know and the bigger the be- the, be- the bigger the belly the better the better the fighter you're right you're right it, it just it's odd you know that's why they were like kylo ren's like a mix of both ah, he's like a big beefy guy but he's still moving pretty quick but it's like i hate kylo ren so much <laughs> i think yeah i need to finish watching the whole and actually i need like a deep dive into the universe and see what's inside i come out across are you saying what i think you're saying Bralio? are you what am i are you saying that you're gonna watch all the star wars films and we're gonna talk about them and see if you become a fan by the end (laughs) let's do it every um every uh every, every wow every episode we talk about uh where i'm up to in the films that sounds amazing i love it you know but you have to you have to uh tell me the the viewing order. Okay. Okay. All right. Since you do like Anakin, we're not even gonna machete order it. I know people out there, they're gonna be like, You should have told him machete order. No, no, no. He likes Anakin. The what order? So there's a thing called the machete order where people have like come up with a way to watch these movies in the most optimal way, right? Where it's like four, five, two, three, then six. And then I believe they added seven, eight, and nine after that. But it completely cuts out episode one. And then it kind of like goes the first two because it, it gets your relationship between Luke and Anakin as Darth Vader. And then it goes back in time to figure out what's up with Darth Vader. And then it comes back to episode six where where it finishes up their relationship. And then it goes on to seven, eight, nine to be like, oh, this is the future now. <laughs> that sounds confusing. It's very confusing. It's complete nonsense. It's just like essentially being like, oh, here's two flashback movies in between <laughs> these two movies <laughs> no no i wouldn't aesthetically i wouldn't be able to walk through that. i know right it's so weird <laughs> so we, yeah we'll go regular order four five six one two three seven eight nine unless you want a cohesive story okay. in which case we'll do it chronologically chronologically meaning release order uh no one through nine just one two three four five six seven eight nine will be the most optimal way to watch uh for the for actual best enjoyment i think one through nine is the best way to do it and then you can throw in clone wars in there because it feels better because when you do four five six one two three you come out hating the prequels because you're like oh oh the story (laughs) Mm, i guess i see that i think i recently uh, it wasn't too long ago that 
me and the wife finished with rewatching the or watch the original originals. And we were about to jump on into the the prequels. <laughs> so, but if I'm gonna do this for this, then should I rewatch them again or jump from the prequels? And going like you said chronologically. I mean, if you want to, you can go jump into the prequels and then jump into the sequels. You know, get that kind of authentic Star Wars fan feel. (laughs) So, like in the release order, yeah, you can go release since you've seen the originals. You could go release order now. You know, because the, the originals kind of stick in your head. Like you, you, you rewatching them, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I remember this. I pretty much remember these. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I, it was it's too cheesy for me. It's very cheesy. You know, it's it's something that's an acquired taste. I think unless you like grew up on them, because like I grew up watching them. Yeah. So it's like normal for me. Oh, then and that's for me. That's why it's like, okay. So since I already watched those, I'm gonna. I'm going to get my wife to watch with me since we started with the other ones. So we're going to watch 4, 5, 6, then 7, 8, 9. Or wait, have you seen the prequels? Is that what you saw? Did you watch 1, 2, 3? No, we saw the, no, we saw the original Okay, ones. so that's 4, 5, 6. So 4, 5, 6. Yeah, so now you got to watch 1, 2, 3, and 7, 8, 9. <laughs> yeah. 1, 2, 3, 7, 8, 9. Yeah. And then Clone Wars. Yes. Which Clone Wars gets dark. Mm-hmm. It, it's a dark show for a kid's show like i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay so that sounds interesting i don't know how we got into the whole star wars discussion star wars permeates everything it's a it is a toxic <laughs> disease that is so good it's like <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna be able to do the disney thing though though ah uh, yes mm. i mean mm. Hmm? I'm gonna have to push that to the next weekers. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to do that next week. Uh, because I mean, this is already gone on for an hour and ten. We've done, we've done a full hour. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Next week, uh, star one of the Star Wars movies, as we watch along with Bradley almost. So, audience, do some watch alongs or something. Maybe we'll figure out how to do a watch along. I mean, we, we, I don't know. We'll invite some people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do do a Discord then. Throw a Disney uh, Disney watch party. That's cool. Exactly. Um, some we'll figure out something. So if you want to watch along with us, you can. And then uh, Bradley will talk about his thoughts and be like, "Hey, I I think this is good or it sucks." <laughs> so I'm starting with four next week. That's what we're gonna talk about. Are we talking about the? Um, how do you want to do it? We can start with one since you'll watch one next week, and then we can kind of just go through them. You know. Okay. All right. Yeah, and that way it's like cool. fresh, and you can be like, "Yeah, this is I." <laughs> Ep- episodic. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, the next week doing that, and then we might get into since we'll be talking about a Disney property, we might be able to get into our our little secret Disney thing um, that we're gonna try out for you guys. But uh, Bralio, recommendations for this week for the people. Uh, Star Wars Episode Four One Lies Episode One. So we can rewatch together. Okay, perfect. Um, for me, uh, yes, also Star Wars Episode One. Um, but also I've been listening to Deep Pacific Pod. 
um recently i've been kind of binging that it's a uh it's a podcast about um pacific the pacific islands and stuff and just kind of like what's going on out there um language all this how language affects culture all this type of stuff it's, it's a lot um it's very it's very cool though it's very interesting they get a lot of different people in to come and talk about their cultures and all these types of stuff and in, in different uh different types of uh you know whatevs that uh that kind of is happening out in the pacific so it's very cool it's a cool podcast um so you can listen to that as well <laughs> sounds cool sounds good sounds good yeah it's very it's very cool so Braulio, where can the people find you so you guys can find me on the show.com that's where you can find the links blogs to every episode uh you can also find my social medias there by going to braliosshow.com slash links from there you get the tiktok the instagram i think i still have the twitter youtube spotify apple google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, pandora spreaker i think anchor i don't know i'm everywhere just find me <laughs> perfect perfect um and yes you can find me on the twitter at morgan l brooks on the instagram at morgan l underscore brooks uh, for music on YouTube, Morgan Brooks, and then TikTok, Twitch, uh, gaming stuff, and SoundCloud, Hidden Time Lord, H-I-D-D-E-N-T-I-M-E-L-O-R-D. Uh, and then you can send mail, love, fan, hate, whatever type of mail you want, questions, all that type of stuff, what ifs, whatever, all that, all that stuff to the show's email, uh, renpodnetwork at gmail.com, R-E-N-P-O-D-W-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, yeah enjoy listening to this and you can find the podcast wherever you found this podcast share it with everybody that you know you know if you love them if you hate them just tell them to listen to it you know like maybe you maybe you'll build some friendships who's to say uh but until next time i hope you enjoyed um i hope that you enjoy your night day whenever you're listening to this and uh a ho uh any last words remember that if you put snow in the fridge it will stay cold but if you put it in water it will still stay cold nice wise words <laughs> wise words wiser, wiser words has never been spoken exactly um but yeah peace <laughs> yes <laughs>